0: Hello my dear church boys and welcome back to yet another episode of St. Robert's Day Game Podcast. And in this podcast episode, I am chatting with Joe Joyce almost in his 50s, but is only day gaming girls in his 20s. He has 25 years of experience chatting up. Girls, he has lived in day games in many cities in Europe and in US and Canada. And currently he's living and day gaming in Canada. Joy is one of the newest deacons in our day game church telegram group chat. Deacons are guys who have at least 30 day gamelists who are giving very solid, very good advice to other new day gamers and in general are helping to keep the chat a healthy environment. If you want to join our group chat, the link to join is in the description. And also, you will hear him talk about learning from my texting advice, learning from my texting course. If you want to go through the same texting course for free, you can do so on daygamecourses.com. And before we jump into this podcast episode, a few updates about where I am, what's up, coaching spots, etc. I'm in Lima, Peru on my way to Mexico where I'm going to be coaching a student and mid-April I am going back to Europe. I'm coaching a guy in Portugal in the last week of April and we will have one more coaching spot there in the first week of May. After that, I'm gonna be spending the summer in Riga, Latvia and several second tier cities in Poland. And I will have two coaching spots in each of the places I go to. So if you wanna open your day game season in a nice city on a beach that's full with beautiful local girls, Erasmus students and tourists from all over Europe and the world in general, or learn day game in former Soviet Union in different places like Riga, Latvia, or several second tier cities in Poland where you will not see as many day gamers as in Warsaw. Then link to find out more about how coaching me usually works is in the description. You can find out everything there. Fill the form at the bottom of the page and I'll get back to you with all the information. The CDs, the days, the prices etc. And if everything sounds good we'll jump on a short whatsapp call so you can ask any questions you have about coaching with me to understand if it's a good idea for you. And I will have a few questions for you to get to know you a little bit to understand what's the best way I can help you. And now Let's jump in to the conversation with Joe. When we were preparing to start recording, uh, you asked me, hey, are you monetized? Is there like some shit I shouldn't say? What about swearing? And I said, listen, you can say whatever the hell you want, as long as you're not being like not saying shit that's racist, Nazi, or, or just disrespectful to women. And you actually shared a very interesting fact about you with the, the fact that makes you different from a lot of day gamers in a way and that has shaped your attitude towards women i assume
1: yeah so i have three sisters and i noticed a lot of guys who were uh, very bitter and misogynistic uh you know they they uh the problem is that they pedestalize women and then when they realize it just uh, you know people like you and me it's it's when they become really uh misogynistic but when you have three sisters, it's different because you see them, you know, you see them fart, you see them, uh, you know, you know, they're shits now. So, so it's, it's you don't put them on a pedestal, so you don't take them down later when you realize they're real uh, people, you know, so you start from a more healthy, uh, a healthy position, uh, I think.
0: That's an interesting idea. I, I had never I had never thought about uh, about it from that perspective. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, that's why I respect women and blah blah blah. <laughs> and you're just like, no, like you know what their shit smells, so you know, like you just you don't you're not pedestalizing them. Uh, <laughs> great. Um so uh, let, let's maybe start with some super basic background info because uh, we, we've chatted and, and, and we've done a coaching call and I've seen you give a lot of good advice in the chat. Uh, but let, let's kind of start with some background info because I just asked, hey, you're like 50 watt. And then you said, no, I'm not even 50. Fuck you, send you're a piece of shit. So let's start with some background info on you. Where, where um, are you from? How old are you? And stuff like that.
1: Wow. So I'm 47, born in 75. I was raised pretty much my whole life in Canada, but I'm originally from Northern Africa, from a Muslim uh, Arabic country. And uh, the most important thing I would say in my background is I spent two years in Italy and then three years in France before I moved to Canada. So the reason I think it's interesting is that in those Latin countries, day game existed way before the London day game model. So the idea of approaching women on the street, you know, it's part of the culture, even if it's a small, tiny minority of people who do it, it's still part of the culture.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember we, 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 we had a, we had a very cool guy in our chat. He was a deacon, but you know, we had some misunderstanding and, and he left the chat and, and he was this Italian guy, a friend of mine who we traveled with. And, and he, he told, I think he shared this one of the stories, uh, how, how he was living in some Rimini, I, in Rimini is that like a, I, I, it might be like some small party place or something like that. I have no idea, but he said, I think he said he lived in Rimini and when he was young, he and his buddies during the summer, because it was so full with tourists who went there to party, they had like a competition who would, uh, who would get more points and, and you would get a point for each girl you'll sleep with, but Vaginal sex would be a point, oral sex would be a point, and anal would be a point. So and they had this crazy competition throughout the summer and and, and so I, I assume some hardcore pickup stuff has been going on for, for Italy in, in Italy for years. Well, but it, I interrupted you,
1: know, you. No, no, I mean they, they say Latin lover, you know, they don't say uh, Chinese lover and then you know Pepe Le Pew. Uh, you no. know, Pepple of You. is that
0: sixty-year-old. Um... Oh, it's a
1: skunk that 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 hits on women. It's a Bugs Bunny. I think it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's this little skunk. He hits on a woman, and you know he's French. He's not German. Like he, he, like I can't imagine a German Pepple of You. So uh, my point being is, um, it's really part of the culture, uh, especially the French, because I'm, I'm I was raised entirely in Italian French. And, you know, they pride themselves in being able to talk to women, even if it's, I think it's a big cliche, not like a lot of French guys are not able to do that. But point is, I was aware of guys picking up girls in the street, you know, in my teenage years. I I knew it was possible and I read books about it. Uh, it was not technical books, but it was books about guys, you know, detailing their life stories about like, how they would pick up women? So. Um the reason I, I, I started doing it by myself is I knew it was possible. And um, yeah, so that's the background story. I started, uh, I discovered the community, I think in 2018, and I, I was doing it for close to 20 years at the time uh, without even knowing it. Uh, without even knowing there was a name uh, about the land that they out. So yeah, so that that's why I, I thought, mentioning I was raised partly in France and entirely in French is, is an important bit of information.
0: So you have 25 years of experience with a game.
1: Yeah, more or less because uh, I had a lot of long-term relationships when it stopped completely. Uh, Some relationships were open relationships, but I had one in particular that was a seven year relationship. Uh, We broke up, you know, a few times in between, but during those seven years, most of the time I wouldn't do uh, day game. So, you know, it's not 25 straight years. And then the other thing is that um, I remember the reason I, I stopped, I started listening to your uh, channel is I remember one video you said, uh, you know, when guys are starting, they shouldn't, um, they shouldn't pick a girlfriend right away. They should keep doing day game. And I was like, Hey dude, I've been doing this for 25 years. So I, I do day game during the summer and then I pick a girlfriend you know, they stop completely for like six, seven months, and then uh, rinse and repeat. So um you know that has that has been my story for twenty five years. So in those twenty five years, I don't think I day like half of the time, like a lot of time where I was in relationship.
0: yeah, uh, I think uh, I really think that that going uh, kind of living a little bit in Italy and in france uh, if, if if those places have this culture, I think it really adds to. Adds to kind of it's a big factor. Like I think it, to, it's it's such a big influence, and I think it's it's amazing that you started that uh, so early, like twenty five years ago. I don't know anyone who has been day gaming for for twenty five years. Do you remember how you started?
1: Oh yeah, I remember absolutely exactly the moment I started. I was working in a part time job. I was a student, uh, and it was this girl I was hitting on at work. And she had like uh, three or four guys I didn't know at the time, but she was three or four guys who were suited, so I was definitely not her plan A. And I remember asking her out a couple of times, and one night, uh, she gave up, she, she she canceled the plans, and I was really, really pissed. So I thought, okay, as soon as I could get out of the uh, work, I'll approach the first cute girl, and I'll ask her out. And the funny part is that it was at night. Uh, I think it was in, I don't know if it was in summer, but it was, uh, you know, I remember I was wearing a, a jacket, so it was definitely not in July. And it worked. And my first approach became my uh, my girlfriend. And then I stopped because I was in university. So I stopped altogether because I, I, I made her my girlfriend for a couple of years. And then, you know, university was a good place to get laid because you have a lot of social interaction. So... But still, it was uh, begin with luck, and uh, so I was twenty one years years old. I, I just don't remember if it was ninety six or ninety seven because uh, my birthday is in June, so I can't remember what year it is exactly. But I was—I know I was twenty one, so I remember exactly that nine. Yeah. Um,
0: what was what was how did you what did you say what did you do what, what was what did guys do back then, or what 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 were you doing in this, in, in in your conversations back then, especially on so, the street, especially on the street?
1: So this girl, uh, I remember the conversation was uh, I was told BS. I told her I saw her before because we live in the same street, which happened to be true, and she was really flattered, and um, she uh, she actually I invited her home that like right after the infa- interaction she accepted. Nothing happened. Uh, we didn't even kiss or anything. But uh, I remember thinking, "Okay, this shit works." But again, it it like I had I entered a relationship with her, and then I tried again a couple of years later, a few sets, and it didn't work. So it's it's like that was total beginner's luck. But I knew it was possible. I I think if that didn't happen, uh, I don't know if I was uh, I would have kept going. But uh, yeah, it did work. And then um, what happened next is, as I said, I, I made her my girlfriend for a couple of years. And then when we broke up, I was still, so, I spent like nine years in university because I did uh, different programs, did a master's. And and then I moved to Netherlands. And with Netherlands, it, it, in Netherlands is where I really did day game like for real because I was there for a three month internship. I ended up staying three years, didn't speak the language. And the women there were exactly my type. So tall, blue eyes, uh, decent boobs, uh, curves. And because I thought I was staying there for three months, I thought I got to do something. So I first of all, I did a lot of night game. And I, I, I approached a lot. I approached a lot. But I was... Um, uh the only influence I had is I was reading some uh stuff. I didn't read the Mystery Method, but I I, re- I was reading about him. So I had a lot of uh, influence uh from night game advice, uh so negging stuff like this. It didn't really help. But uh what really helped is the idea of you gotta put the reps in, you gotta put the volume before you get some results. So um yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. Um yeah, so the the first thing Ooh, was most.
0: Which year was this? Which year was this? Uh,
1: when did
0: you move to the Netherlands?
1: I think it was 2003. So that was a okay, while after... Still 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, no, okay. no that was 20 years ago. Uh, and it was a lot of trial and error. What I did mostly was ob- ob- over, uh, how do you say, observational uh, uh, stacking. But, you know, I didn't really, uh, you know, I didn't have a structure at all. I didn't have a structure at all. What really, what I was concentrating the most on was uh, making sure I had a good vibe because that had a huge, huge influence on my sets. Um, But uh, yeah, and then when I read A London Game Model later, I almost retro-engineered, like I realized what I was doing good and what I was doing bad, and it, it, it kind of helped because I knew, okay, this is why it was working. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of try and error, a lot of, uh, a lot of approaching and uh, the vibe was the most critical part. Like if I was in a good mood, um, I was doing great. Oh, sorry. And the one thing I wanted to mention, uh, that I think sets me apart from, um, the other guys is I noticed a lot of guys in this community have a technical or scientific or business background, uh, and I'm more artistic. So the good thing about being artistic is I, I'm highly intuitive. So I was, uh, for me, uh, starting a conversation and, and 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 talking BS was was really easy. So it's I have never understood AA or people having uh, running out of things to say. Those were my my biggest strength. Uh, so that that I think really helped. I, I think a lot of guys are quite the opposite. They have strong AA. They're very technical. Uh, so my my opinion is that when you have uh, an artistic mind and are very intuitive, you start from a higher point, but the downside is like you have no structure. So it's, it's kind of hard to progress because you improvise a lot. And the guys who are technical with strong AA, in my opinion, it's much harder in the beginning, but once they have a structure, uh, it's a more linear progress. But that's that's my opinion based on what I observe. But I think you can tell me more because you're a coach; you've seen more guys than I did.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Kind of the differences between uh, between coaching, like very technical, very kind of analytical guys, and more artistic guys. Um, I, I think that the one thing that makes it a little bit easier for artistic guys is. Um, I do think maybe they're able to approach easier and just kind of, they don't care about failing that much. So they'll, they'll go on chat and, and they'll have fun just having the conversation. What, like, even if it's just friendly and, and, and it's, if, if it doesn't lead anywhere, but they'll just have, they'll just enjoy this kind of process. And, but, but the, 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 thing with them is they do tend to be very friendly. Uh, they, they, they kind of they fuck up a lot in their storytelling and things like that sometimes because just because there is no structure behind it. but kind of once they understand the basics, it's I would say for them that they really they they have to kind of learn to move away from the friendly vibe and and then add a little bit more structure and and usually they're fine. this the structure part is where they're struggling in in, in the beginning and, and again, Structure isn't the end all be all, but it's sort of like part of the process that the guys need to learn. Uh and, and and sometimes they drop it too early, and then they can uh, oh, why didn't I succeed? What the fuck happened? Well, because he dropped it too early. Whereas the very technical guys, um some of them, if they are extremely technical, they don't have that they, they sometimes don't enjoy the process that they're gonna the, the process of just chatting with a beautiful girl and then having this conversation, even if it's fail, if, if it fails and And sometimes for them, it's a little bit harder to to deal with failure. But in the end, the process is the same. Like they get the structure easier. And and I would say for the structure guys, the easy part is that they are very good at picking up the structure and when they figure out, when they get over the AA and, and start having a decent vibe, which is, you know, like two days into coaching usually. And then like, yeah, the second day they're kind of in a very good vibe and then structure is starting to flow. That's when shit starts to happen. And and for them, it's really like you just give them something that's proven to work. And as soon as they see it works, they usually have no problems just going out and implementing it and and, and putting in the reps and and. That's what makes it easier for them. That they're very, very good at picking up the structure, figuring out what works, and then and then drilling it, so to say. So it, it's different for different types. But all well, you know, in the end, in the end, I, I really, I don't think it's easier for one or the other. They just have like slightly different challenges. Okay, so uh, 2023, you are in Netherlands. You're day gaming there. You're doing uh, night game. You're doing day game. Then you discover um, London Day Game Model. Uh, who did you read or what did you watch? What was the first thing that got you into London Day Game Model?
1: Oh, no, that was like a, the London Day Game Model that was in 2018 or something. I, I was doing yes. day game for years. Um, I think so. It's hard for me to pinpoint. Uh, what I know I discovered before was a guy called uh, Paul Jenka. And uh, Paul Jenka was not the London Day Game Model. He was based in New York. But the reason I started following him is this, it's, he's the first guy I really saw doing some uh, street approaches uh, because I, I didn't know even he was called a game at the time. And the thing I liked about him, because I tried his method of indirect approach, nothing ever worked, nothing he did worked for me. But I, the thing I liked about it is uh, initially in the, um, in the community, there was uh, the strong belief that you could do anything regardless of your looks, your height, and he was uh, tall and handsome, uh, and I thought, okay, this guy I can believe. Because the, the the thing is, there are a lot of uh, guys in the community I I I thought were complete scammers. Because I was thinking, there's no way this guy gets laid. And Paul Jenka was really cool, so um, I thought, okay, his method doesn't work for me because I never I never was able to do anything serious with indirect approach. But he's cool. He's a cool guy. I like his demeanor. So he's the first one I really, um, I really saw that was inspiring. Because the rest of the advice was mostly night game. And night game for me was not. Uh, I mean, I, I did a lot of it. Uh, but I was I was doing good night game when I was with good friends. Was never able to do uh, to get results doing solo night game. That, that's really not my strength. And, uh, and then before I discovered the uh, daygame community, there were a bunch of uh, 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 videos on, on YouTube. Uh, and the guys were based in London. I, that was pre-Terrero or pre-daygame.com. Or, or pre, uh, but, um, you know, a lot of them were doing, um, you know, direct approaches. So I couldn't see the structure because they were not really talking about the structure. But the, the infields I saw, uh convinced me that okay some other guys are doing the same thing as me and again i i focused on vibe most of the time like i was um i was uh i was not really paying attention to what they said i, w- I was really paying attention as to their non-verbals so you know the structure came really really late for me and um yeah so so uh, the structure really came I think the first guy I read was probably Tom Terero, And I never read anything uh, cover to cover. Like I never read like street. I, I read parts of it because I was struggling with some parts. So AA for me was never a problem. Uh, my biggest struggling was mostly uh, texting. And also the stacking part, um, I was not always able to stack uh, because it was really depending. Uh, so I I would be able to come up with something when I was in a good, confident vibe, and when I wasn't, you know, I was I was stuck. So I remember when I read the stacking, and then they were focusing on on nationalities. That would that was really something. I I thought, oh, how come I never thought about this? As I was, I kept stacking about their the way they were dressing, their uh, their appearance, and uh, you know, it never came to uh, my mind. I could stack about uh, nationality because in Netherlands. I was only attracted to blonde, not necessarily blonde, but like tall blue Dutch, blue eyes, Dutch girls. And, you know, I wouldn't approach the ethnic girls. So for me approaching based on nationality, didn't make sense, you know? So yeah, that's it, there you have it.
0: So basically the, the first of the London day model guys you saw was Tom Torero uh okay that, that's interesting
1: yeah. um i mean it could be it could have been yeah there could have been the thing is that i don't you know as much as i remember my first approach i don't remember the first time i i saw um a day game uh london day game model because i remember seeing videos in london but i don't think it was called london day game all it was just called like street approach or something like that so it took me so many names
0: man um Okay. And wait, when did you join our community? Because you joined the chat, what, like a year ago or more? When was that?
1: Uh, I think it was less than that. I think it was this, it was in 2022. So it was this year. It was, um, yeah, it was definitely, I think it was May or June of this year. We'll have to check, but it's it's definitely less than a year.
0: Okay. Have you ever kept stats or anything like that? You know, like the geeky day gamers, including me. At least I I used to when I when I was kind of learning day game. Not now. I don't anymore. But yeah, but that?
1: I I did that. In, uh, I did that when I was in Netherlands. Um, the funny part is I didn't do it the right way. Like the okay, so what I was doing is I was ignoring the uh, harsh blowouts because I, the reason I kept stat initially was like. I need to know how many girls I approach before I get a lay. So I was, uh, I was only counting. So if I would approach a girl, it was an instant blowout. I wouldn't count it as an approach because I thought if I count these sets, it's not going to motivate me. It's I'm, I'm going to think, uh, you know, I did a set but where in fact I didn't do a set. So I was only counting the ones where I was, uh, I was approaching, I was complimenting and I was at the very least asking for a coffee so my stats are kind of skewed because of that because i wasn't counting the real sets so um but i definitely counted lays and um i definitely counted dates uh and and i think the first year i didn't really count or the first couple of months but then at some point i realized okay i need to know how many girls i have to approach before i get a lay uh, because it would keep me motivated uh so yeah i kept stats but not the stats the way we should do it like i didn't count every every single set like only the ones that you okay. know where i was able to uh, to complement at, at the very least compliment
0: okay and, and i understand you've day daygamed in, in quite a few cities you've done you've done netherlands you've done something in it did you do something in italy and france
1: no, uh in France later when I was an adult, but France and Italy was before I moved to Canada so I was a kid. Okay. So Italy so, and everyday game.
0: So you've done France, you've done Netherlands. Oh my neighbors are being loud. Uh you're you're you've done Canada where you live, you've done uh you've had some adventures in in Barcelona, you've done yeah, Amsterdam. No.
1: Yeah, so I did. Uh, so the, the the Netherlands, I did Rotterdam and Amsterdam because I lived there, and then I did Washington D.C. was it was a total disaster. I, I didn't find anything interesting because uh, it was mostly a black city, and i I'm not attracted to black girls. and Mostly into white girls, and a lot of them were not in shape. So um, Washington was a disaster. I did three cities, the three main cities in Canada. I did uh, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. And I did, uh, so Paris and Barcelona was on vacation. I did some day game while I was on vacation. So it was not a a day game trip per se. It was like, you know, doing some tourist stuff. And on the side, I was day gaming. And I did New York City too. So those were the
0: three main cities in Canada Canada. Canada. Uh, uh, Vancouver, Montreal, and
1: and, and Toronto, because I live right. in all those cities. So I, I like, I day game. I mostly day game in places I lived in. Uh, I like the day game, the idea of doing a day game trip, I never done that. I did like vacation where I day game, but I never did a de- dedicated day game trip. So but I. But you're going on a
0: day game trip this summer, right?
1: Yes, I want uh, to. you going I'm going to the Eastern Europe, yeah, because i I've been like you know <laughs> i mean, it's really they're they're really my favorite, like Eastern Central Europeans are really my favorite, so I thought, you know what, like let's do one for real, and uh
0: um, me before before you go before you book your flights so kind of just to confirm the cities because. There are some cities where guys go all the time. And I would say the most popular day game cities that guys go to in Europe are, like, a, some of them are complete shit. And, and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I saw, and then you post, I think you posted your schedule for this summer. So I was looking at it. I thought, oh, well, they, they, I mean, he might be in the same country I am this summer. So, yeah, I definitely want to do that. And, uh, and the reason but is... will be, uh, be in smaller
0: cities. i will be in smaller cities.
1: Yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll I'll definitely text you. You know, my first choice would have been Russian because my first ever girlfriend when I was a teenager was Russian. And ever since I was like, you know, I was in love with Russian, uh, Russian girls. But uh, obviously, like right now, it's not, you know, it's not the best time. And it's also and very even expensive. If you,
0: even if you wanted to go as a Canadian, especially, it's not a good idea, I think.
1: No, uh, first of all, you need a visa as opposed to the rest of Eastern Europe. And the other thing is that, is um, yeah, because we're very, very pro Ukraine. I've heard stories of guys being turned back at the border in Belarus or 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 Russia. It's like it's it's you know it's exceptional, but it still happens. And it's also, it's very expensive because there are less flights at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I, I looked at the flight to Moscow a couple of weeks ago, and it was like, I mean, the, the the cheapest one was like three tweak three thousand dollars and then it was up to nine thousand dollars it was ridiculously expensive yeah, so.
0: yeah. and and there are some ch- like I I've spoken to some guys who when trying to leave the country they got questions, oh why are you leaving everything's so good here? Where, where are you going? Are you sure you want to leave? So
1: oh yeah no there, there's an internet site from our government from uh, government of Canada they they strongly discourage people traveling there. Uh, it's like a big red flag, so you know it's. A, uh, but uh, it would have been my first choice uh, because I, uh, yeah, they're my favorite.
0: <laughs> so, so you've daygamed in, in in a bunch of places. You've you've done all three big cities in Canada. Uh, yeah. Which one do you like the most for for day game? If you want to go, kind of discuss that.
1: Um, they all have their advantages. So Vancouver is. Um, uh, the, the, the thing with Vancouver is that it has a similar weather as, uh, say, Amsterdam or London. So it rains all, all year. It it rarely snows. It, it doesn't get really cold. It's like, uh, you know, above zero degrees. So you can dig in pretty much all year. And the other thing is it's uh, uh people there are very fit. And, and also, Canada has different demographics depending on which city you are. So in the West Coast and Vancouver... It's a lot of Asians and a lot of uh, blondes in tight yoga pants. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm not into Asians, but um, I'm really into like fit girls. So, so that's the thing. Toronto has, uh, is, is more uh, brown, uh, Indian, and um, it's not my favorite because of the demographics. I'm really into white girls. But the thing is that it has big volume. And Montreal is um, I like it because there are a lot of Europeans, uh, and it, it's not like there are less blondes, but there are a lot of Europeans. And the thing about Montreal is that I can day game in French, which for me is a huge advantage. Uh, because, and that's a theory of mine. I think French-speaking girls respond better to verbal game, but I don't know if it's because I I master the language better, if it's or if it's really a cultural difference. But I think. You know they really respond well to uh you know uh, guys with good verbal skills. So, so you know they all have their advantages. Uh, and and also I think um I, I think Vancouver and Montreal have better looking girls. Not as good as say New York City, but in my opinion they have better looking girls than say Toronto. Okay. So Toronto would be my least favorite.
0: Yeah, uh, you you've been to. You've been to a bunch of, to a few places in Europe, and I know you have some good adventures from Barcelona. Let's go into that story.
1: Yeah, so uh, the reason I, w- uh, I, I want to talk about Barcelona is that someone in the group chat this week posted something about uh, night game being superior uh, to day game because he was telling the story of uh, one of his friends who had like two same day lays from night game. And I remember thinking, no, actually this happened, it happened only once, but it happened to me once in Barcelona, where I had two same day delays. And it's the only time it happened, but still, uh, I remember that story. And so Barcelona was there because one of my roommates in Rotterdam was a Dutch girl, She's super friendly. And she invited me to Barcelona. So I went there for three weeks and I had a, a bunch of other friends there. And, um, I remember the first week, I, I I can't remember if it was the second or third day. I was in I don't have you been to Barcelona?
0: No uh, yeah, I've spent a few weeks there.
1: Okay, so so like I, I have like they have an architect called Antoni Galdi, which which I really like. I'm a huge fan of what he did. So in the morning I remember going to Barguel and there were a lot of tourists. And I opened this uh, Spanish girl and it was a very romantic setting. It like it, it looked like a Woody Allen movie. So she was, it was a flamenco guy playing guitar, uh, the nature, the architecture was beautiful. I opened her and I, I, I got her number. And then later on, there was this music festival uh, that I wanted to go with my friends because I'm really big into electronic music. And a good the, the thing about this music festival is that uh, they had something I never uh, saw before is that the music festival was combined with the museum. so you could actually listen to a DJ, have a few drinks, and then you could go to the museum, see the exhibition, except you couldn't bring your drink inside. but it was a, I, I thought it was a great idea because I'm really into art I'm really into music. So I remember at some point during the festival, one of my friends was like, "We should, we should get some MDMA, uh, some ecstasy." So I was trying to score some ecstasy, and I find this um, this girl. I think she was from I forgot if she was from California or or or, um, or Seattle, but um, she was very friendly uh, when I asked her about MDMA. And the more I talked to her, the more I thought, okay, this girl. He, she's doing a sabbatical in Europe. She's in her early twenties. She's at a music festival, and she she she, she's, um, she knows some guys who can get in, get me some ecstasy. I mean, it was written the same day. Lay all over her place, uh, her face. Sorry. So I was uh, I was with her. And she was, and, and the, the more we talked, the more I think, okay, this is doable so i suggested going inside the museum because i i, I you know uh, it was too loud outside and uh yeah we made out and um and at some point like things got really uh, heated and i fucked her inside the um the the toilets of the museum because the thing is most of the the people were outside because they were listening to the music and because we, you couldn't bring uh, drinks inside the museum, there were very few people inside. And the people who would, would have gone to the museum, usually they didn't want to go because there was a loud music festival inside. So it was like perfect combination. There was almost no one in the museum except us two in the bathroom. We fucked. Uh, she eventually found some ecstasy, but it was really shit. Like we didn't feel anything, my, my friend. So uh, at some point, around eight or nine, we left and we went for a dinner. And right after that, I had my date with this uh, with this chick I met at Parkwell, and uh, the I brought her home. I forgot if I fucked her before, or after midnight, but in my book, it's still the same day late because
0: it's it's, it's still night. yeah, it's still it counts because yeah, if you met her the I... same day, it's the same. I count it as going to sleep.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, yeah, oh no,
0: actually, I I've thought about this because I've had the same situation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it so only happened to does me count. once. Okay. Yeah, it we always... do, only once. And the same one, like the first one was a number close, then a same day delay. then date with the number close, which ended as a delay. In my case, it was when we woke up in the morning, but I still counted as a same day delay because she still didn't leave. And then from for, like, I think it counts for me.
1: Yeah, no, me too. Well, well, my, my point is that it's it's still, I mean, it's, it's very rare. It all, only happened to me once. But the point is that you can get some results uh, with with day game. But the thing is, I was in the right condition. Uh, if you're in vacation, uh, you're a tourist. You're in a party city. I mean, Barcelona was fantastic. I didn't do a lot of day game, but the the vibe there it was it, it was so cool. It was uh, it was. I I I'd like to go back. Actually, it's just that um, you know, I it it's. Um, I'm more into Northern Europeans, but they have a lot of German and Dutch tourists. Uh, I remember seeing some Russians. It's a great city. I, I, but I don't have a lot of experience other than those three weeks I spent there.
0: Uh, but uh, if you're into Northern Europeans and and you have decent game and which you do, uh, just go to go to Stockholm.
1: Yeah, actually, there's some guys in the chat I I really like. Like, uh, yeah, I think we, we have
0: good guys from Stockholm in the chat, I, and there's there are I think there's one one guy I've coached from Stockholm, and I've, I've coached in Stockholm. So Stockholm, I think, is, is is a great place if you know what you're doing. But but that's if you know what you're doing. I think it's it might not be the easiest city in the world to start at, but but if you know what you're doing, I think it's it's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, but in terms of personality, um, I, 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 when I was in Netherlands, I met a lot of Polish girls and I met a lot here in, Van, um, in, uh, in Canada and in, um, I mean, when I was in Vancouver. And I, I also, like, especially now because of what's happening in Ukraine, we have a big influence of Ukrainians and, and even Russians. Uh, and I really like their personalities much more than more feminine. So, if I had to choose because i don't have you know I only have like one month vacation a year and it's quite expensive to travel to Europe you know eastern central europe would would still be my uh my top choice and you know why not stockholm but uh yeah it's too it's too culturally similar to Canada in my opinion, although they have yeah. way hotter chicks. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it, it, totally, it totally makes sense that's why kind of guys go to those kind of the few countries they go to because if you're not able to travel a lot for day game and that's one kind of like your first day game trips are usually going to be to the same place like it's going to be poland it's going to be serbia it's going to be hungary and and maybe prague like it's those are the first places guys are always going to go to and 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 i think I think it makes sense, and those are good choices if if you're if you're very limited with time and and also if, if budget is a kind of like a big limiting factor, then I would say yeah, like those, those places are they're 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 really good places. But then again, once you've been there, I think going back there is you know there's so many better places to go to. <laughs> um, so what's your what's your experience with gutter game have you done any of that Gutter game being to those who don't know it's it's when you're do, approaching on the street but it's kind of late yeah. at night girls coming out of bars clubs and, and stuff like that so
1: here's the thing when i started day game in, in in netherlands uh i did a lot of that uh for one reason i was friends with a couple of guys who were studying science and one of guy was actually arabic just like me he was uh, shorter than me uh, but he was extremely smart. I think he was. Uh, I think he was studying medicine. I remember his school actually changed the rules so he could get in. Like uh, before eighteen, he was like very, very smart. And he was the first true alpha natural guy I've ever met. And I've seen this guy in night game. It was fucking amazing. And I've seen him doing day game. It was like, you know, I, he never heard about game, about theory or anything. But like he's. Uh, he was really, really good. So what I did uh, was my, my, my first day game experience, if you want in that was actually got a game because I was, I was uh, going with these guys, going out. And at the time I was a smoker. So uh, the, for me, the favorite part was um, when I was, I would go for a cigarette, ask for a light and do anyone uh, know, and then chat to a few girls. And I, I got a lot of lays from that. Uh, either e- either after the night was over, or actually during the night. But the thing is, I never know, I never know like if I count that as day uh, day game or night game because you know it's it was outside the bar. But uh, you know I was mostly direct because I always did better being direct. Uh, but I did a lot of that in Netherlands, like and and so actually I think I stayed as as uh, I, I remained a smoker for a couple of years simply because it was such a perfect excuse, except when you have this, you know, you, you ask for light. Sometimes there's a moron who offers, offers you light. I remember this happening to me a couple of times. Like I asked for light to a few girls and then there's a guy next to them. Oh, I have light. I was like, no dude, you're not, I'd rather have light from them. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so gutter game, uh, you know, I I did a lot while a smoker. I, I did that a lot in Netherlands and, um, but the thing is, uh, with gutter game, with my experience, like numbers are, are, are shit. Like it doesn't matter if you have a number; you have to pull the same night, or it's not gonna happen. Like, I, like I didn't even bother asking for a number.
0: Yeah. So I yeah, but that
1: was. So I don't know if you count that as gutter as night game or day game. Uh, so for me, the gutter game is 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 like a, 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 a it's like a it's a ga- it's in between night game and day game. I never know where to put that.
0: Well, it's, you know, I think gutter game, like if we go into technicalities then gutter game would be when they're leaving the club and going somewhere and then you're still on the street but dude, who cares? At the end of the day, game is game and uh, I I think the only discussion about what is better, day game or because we recently we had, like a few days ago we had this conversation, what is better, like day game, night game, online, what is more efficient? And I was like, what the fuck is this conversation? I think if guys enjoy going out, being in this kind of environment, this high energy environment of clubs, if they can get in that good vibe, be that high energy guy, and they enjoy that, then they should be night gaming. Whereas oh, I... other other people hate that; they, they they really don't like the environment. They sleep at night. They're kind of living a more of a healthier lifestyle, and 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 and, and I think that's why a lot of guys choose day game. But again, I think it's a matter of personal preference and that's it and the only conversation to be had about what is better i think would be about what is better for learning game because if if you if you're thinking about like everyone who or at least guys who get to like a decent level uh they let's say a deacon level like if they want to keep progressing is, is even getting to a deacon level where and, and not just 30-day game leads. deacon is someone who has 30-day game lays, is a very good day gamer, giving very good advice in our chats, helping to keep the community kind of uh kind clean and nice and, and 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 make sure people are censoring all, all the posts and no one's being rude and and and, and. so. To get to a really good level of day game, I think guys have to kind of start doing something else, not just the, the copy-paste, you know, lines and 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 all the all the stuff that, that, that got them to the baby Casanova to like their first eight lays. That's you you you'd get there by being very structured. But if you wanna get become really, really good, you have to start experimenting with new things, whether that's a bar game or or I don't know, like in this more stuff in the stores and more three sets, maybe even some night game just so that you wouldn't be this one trick pony. Uh, actually, yeah,
1: no, 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 I wanted to now no, you think, uh, no, so I could share a story of mine about uh, got a game in Paris, but uh, what I wanted to share is something I haven't done myself, but one of my friends was doing so city I live in right now, there was this uh, strip club for girls, so it's uh I forgot the name in English, but it's like you know the naked guys dancing, and it's mostly mostly girls. so uh what he would do is that he would wait that a club would uh, would uh, would close like three a m and all these girls were super horny because they spent they spent the night seeing naked guys dancing in front of them. And then, as soon as the club would close, he and his friend would go there and he would pick up girls, and like he had amazing results, like i, I like I, I can testify because he was my roommate at some point, point. and he would like he would uh, he would you know scoop girls from uh, from the from that club as soon as they would leave, and he was he was I never tried it, so I can't testify to it yet but but, but I, I can I can tell that the guys was really efficient, like he had this technique every saturday he would go there he would uh go for drinks with friends and then later on he would like wait in front of that
0: club at 3 am and then he would
1: scoop girls and uh I think
0: it's a good idea why not i mean yeah. if you enjoy doing that i think it's amazing that's kind of part of the your 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 journey as a whatever you call this like a seducer or or whatever you call this like it's you start with day game or wherever. You that's where it teaches you how everything works. You get enough experience, so you would understand how women actually think, what works, what doesn't work. Like you get all the kind of, you understand everything, kind of the basics, and then you start looking for. You start experimenting, and you start looking for what do you like. What do you like the most? What works for you? And then that's gonna. Kind of, around 30 lays or even after that, that is for really discovering what do you enjoy doing more? What is your environment? What is your kind of thing in game? And, and I think it's amazing. It's Because otherwise, you know, guys are once with ponies and they get stuck at like 15 day game lays and or they get stuck at like guys who are stuck at, let's say, you know, one layout of 60 opens. It's usually because they're doing the same thing over and over again. And they're not kind of experimenting with new things. And, and they, they assuming... They they are already, like, they, their fundamentals are very, very good. They, they never get to advanced level because they're one-trick ponies who never try anything new. And and, and, and they're, too, they're too structured. That's the problem of structured day game. The guys keep doing it even when they are with, like, 20 day game plays. They, they still use the same copy-paste lines. That's, you know, stupid a little bit.
1: Yeah, but uh, just, like, uh, no, I agree with everything you said. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is that I, I did a lot more night like, game when I was younger. I find I find it a lot harder now, uh, mostly because I don't have, uh, as much as I, I, I only do day game solo, I hate wings. I absolutely hate doing it with wings. I tried it a couple of times, never worked for me. But night game is the opposite. I like to be with people. And I think night game, when you're getting older, is a lot harder, I, I find. like I, Not only because you look older, but because you don't have a lot of people to go out with. Every time I had good results in night game, I was in a good mood with uh with friends. So um, yeah, so I think age um, age matters a lot in night game a lot more than in day game. And I think it's more uh, it's more look look based looks based than uh, than day game. I mean, looks matter for every kind of game, online night game and day game. But I think of all three types of games. I think day game is the one where you can get away with uh, uh, with the, the least uh, good looks, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so one thing that you have done that uh, most uh, day gamers, for whatever reason, aren't able to pull off, and I think it, it for for day gamers, it is a big exam about kind of have you developed into. Like, have you stepped out of that one-trick pony thing and have you learned many new things and, and dealing with different situations, etc.? is uh, setting up a threesome. And I know you have a story about that.
1: Yeah, but that was, um, so the girl, uh, so yeah, I have a story, but the, the threesome is a part day game, part night game. Because... It um, doesn't matter. So, so um, yeah, I remember this is with one of my girlfriends. Um, so I met her in an elevator. I was, um, at the time I had a regular that I, uh, I met from night game and I was, she was living in a high rise building, like, uh, really like uh, 20 plus, uh, level, uh, stories. So I remember going to that regular. And when I got, I got out, took the elevator, met this girl in the elevator, a French girl. And she was exactly my type, like tall. Uh, about uh, I'm I'm five foot nine I I which uh, for the metric guys is uh, one meter seventy five so I like girls with between a uh, one meter seventy and one meter eighty and she was I think one inch taller than me exactly my type blonde blue eyes uh, and artistic um, so we met in the elevator and we started chatting and um, and uh, we exchanged numbers and I and I texted her later on. No response. And then I think a month or five weeks later, I was uh, visiting some friends in New York City and she texts me back. She says, oh, it would be cool to meet. Uh, so uh, I said, oh, as soon as I come back from New York, uh, let's do that. So uh, we started dating. Uh, I liked her very much. So, uh, so you know, made her my girlfriend. And then she reveals she was in a five-year relationship uh, with a girl uh, before we dated. So like, obviously when she says that, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, this is, this is perfect. Like she, I I won't even have to push her for a threesome. She's uh, and as a matter of fact, she was open to the idea. Uh, but the thing is that, um, it didn't happen overnight, uh, because, uh, we, so the first thing is that a lot of girls, uh, that she was hitting on either, they were either straight or, or, or bi. But they already had all the sausage they wanted, so the idea of a threesome didn't really appeal to them. So the problem I had initially is that she was able to pull a lot of girls, uh, but not most of them were not interested in threesomes. So we tried uh, ads uh, online, but online quality is not as great. So, uh, but and then the other thing is that she was really into big boobs. Like she was that was one thing. She said you know i want to I, I like girls with big boobs so she was also very picky on top of that and i remember one night we were uh we were in a bar uh in a club actually and then she starts dancing with this one girl and i'm at the bar having a drink i look at it and it was like really nice to look at and she starts making out touching her boobs and it was really on and uh she brings her back to the to the bar we have a quick chat and uh and this girl was open to the idea of a of a threesome so we didn't like she didn't mention it like specifically but she at some point uh i forgot if it was her or me we said oh, well, let's go home uh, have a, uh, a quick drink and then we had a drink i have a massage like i i, I gave my girlfriend a massage we give the girl a massage and then they started making out again and it, it, it happened so by uh so it was a lot of work uh, but I, I, I remember asking you in the chat about, uh, and you, you, you mentioned, um, it's actually better to do it from your day game, uh, um, chicks. And actually that's true. I, 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 I had it once, uh, I think it was last month with two of my regulars. And, uh, I mean, it's still a lot of work, but it, it took me less trial and error than, uh, than the night game, night, uh, night game routes, uh, because uh, I think the idea of having uh, threesome with with your regulars is they already like you, so it's a lot easier. So yeah, that that was a that was a one good advice I got from the group. Thanks to you.
0: The only one, the only good advice from the group.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I had like a, so. Listen, I wanted to say something because the, the one of the main reason I joined the group, uh, other than not being structured, is. Um, when you reach, uh, when you're in your 40s, I'm 47, it's really hard to find people to relate to. And, and, and I think having, uh, having uh, being part of a group where other guys are doing the same thing is really helpful, uh, not necessarily for advice, but just because uh, you're in the same mindset. Um, I'll give you an example. When I was uh, in Europe, I was uh, surrounded by more artistic people. And when I got back to Canada, I, I got back to more, I bought a condo, uh, you know, I, I, I got back into more corporate life. And every time I go back to Europe in a more artistic situation, I, I, I it, it puts me in a more creative mood. And it's the same thing with day game. If you surround yourself with guys who have kids, who are in your long-term relationships, and especially if you don't have any more people to go out with, it's really hard uh, to the motivation and one thing I got from the group is uh is you know I read I read the chat in between sets I I and you know I, I got a lot of good advice like uh starting an Instagram account that was very good advice and uh no I had a lot of and I, re- I remember you mentioned the coaching goal initially I remember reaching reaching out to you about my logistics problem and um, so yeah I think one good advice I would give with uh, for guys who are in their 40s is if you can be part of the group uh, of a group with other uh, like-minded people it really helps for the motiv- for the motivation and yeah the advice on top of that is uh, is great but just having the motivation to do it because you have other guys doing the same thing is is, is really crucial
0: uh, let me ask you by the way because because you had you have like 25 years of experience so many day and then why did you get a coaching call so what because because uh... I do, I do, I, I sometimes do coaching calls with guys who are like crazy advanced. And and uh, but the the idea for them to do a coaching call was kind of well, like they know they're on a very good level, but when they had, they, when they want to kind of throw shit at the wall and kind of shoot back and forth some ideas to, to help to figure out something, they don't really have day gamers of high enough caliber to, to do that with. And I know some guys do it for that. Why did you decide to do, to get a coaching call with, with given how much experience you already had?
1: Um, so my, I had like a few questions I had for you. The main one was logistics because uh, this is something I, I ran into a problem that is quite new for me. Is that I always had uh, pretty, pretty good logistics, I always gained next to the cool areas with good bars. And then uh, during the pandemic, I bought a a, a condo and I you know, I wanted something specific, I wanted a loft, so it has it had to be industrial with high seating. So, the city I live in, uh, the one I could afford, was uh, pretty far from um, from uh, from the center. And in summer, I was able to pull because I could do dates in a park. And in winter, I realized I lost a lot of uh, a lot of lays because I was doing uh, dates in a bar in the cool area. And then when it, when the moment came to uh, take a cab, it, it, I always fucked uh, that that part. So the logistics is a problem I never had before um, this year. So so that was one of the main reasons. And the other thing is that um, there. I remember one other thing I asked you about, which you helped me with, is I you know I said I never had AA, which is true. I still have some AA with two sets and I don't be, and the, the, the reason I have AA is just, I have less experience with uh, with two sets and I really wanted to improve that part because the best looking girls I had in my life, m- most of them were from two sets and it's not something, I, it's still something I'm not comfortable with. So I remember the, the, the well, the biggest reason I, I got a co- coaching call was, uh, was with, uh, with the, the logistic parts because I, I was like running into a problem. I had no solution. So your your advice really helped. Uh, and uh, and then you know I, I asked you a few questions about two sets. How I can Im- improve the um, uh, my results? And I remember you said something about um, about uh, playing a role game with them. I I forgot how you how you phrased it, but I was uh, that was a really good advice. And and the funny thing is that. Uh, What I like about coaching call and also when I read the uh, dating model is that you said some things that I was doing right, like the the role-playing thing with two sets, except I didn't know I was doing it right. and uh, So the the thing with with guys who are coaches and and structured is that it's one thing to be able to do things right, but it's another thing to be able to identify the, the, the parts and to explain them. So I remember when you were telling me about two sets and I was thinking about my past success, I was like, oh, okay, this is why it worked because I was doing exactly what he said. And I th- I, I don't know if it was you who said, oh, you have to be more playful uh, when you're t- two sets and less rapport. And I was like, yeah, yes. that, that's yeah, right. Movie. I mean, I was doing that. I was doing that when I was, uh, my, my good two set stories, it's exactly what I was doing. So I think the fact that you can, you know, precisely identify the part, um, it's very helpful because, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys like me who are more intuitive guys, we do things, but we can't explain why, why we do them and we can't, you know, we can't, you know, uh, teach them back. So I think, and, and it's the same thing with the logistics. Like we, we talked about seating, a lot of things, uh, and, and I realized, yeah, uh, I'm doing this already. Uh, maybe not as 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 good as you explained it, but, um, yeah. So I, I think you know the thing is, the most advanced guys in the gym sometimes they they get advice with uh, from better guys. It's it's never it it's really stupid to have a big ego and to think you 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 can't learn from other guys. Uh, so no, for me, I'm 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 always open to. Two better guys, and to be honest, they're they're are baby Casanovas in the in the group chat that I think are more advanced than I am. Uh, there
0: are some very good I, baby Casanovas, They're yeah, new to the chat. That's why, and I don't know them personally, so no, I'm no, you absolutely right. But but I'm very careful with guys that I don't know personally and that have been there for just a few months. Because let's just say, no, I no, made people deacons in the past, where I was like, well, shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. But uh, my my point is. My point is that um, it's you know if you want to get laid, <laughs> you know you, you put your ego aside. Like the, I know there's some guys in the chat they keep doing the same things because you know you have. Uh, so for instance, I have I suck at texting, and I and I listened to you texting advice and it was actually very helpful because it, it's one part of my game where I'm really bad at, and it's it's uh, and and for me there are a lot of guys who. Would benefit from putting their ego aside and and, and try to learn. And I, I know some deacons in the in the in the chat. They they got some coaching like late in their career. De- deacons that are more advanced than I am, and they still get some coaching because you know they they got coaching from very advanced guys or you or someone else. And and I think it's uh yeah, you can always learn from other guys, uh, especially. When you're not structured especially when when you're like me you're intuitive so you 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 know you're doing something great but you just don't know exactly why and and uh yeah it's a and also you know it's the same thing when you write when you write you don't see your spelling mistakes and then when someone uh, reads what you wrote it's easier for them to spot your mistakes because you know it's it's you know that phenomenon right like you can yeah. write a letter you get so so. Sometimes just having another um, uh, another one looking at your uh, your set is helpful. So so. Uh, yeah, I think coaching is beneficial, um, no matter what the level. And I think uh, the, the other thing is that I, I think something I like about you is that you're very honest. Like you're not gonna try to uh, uh, force people into getting. Uh, I remember the first time I contacted you, I was. I was um, juggling with the idea of having a, a, a coaching session with you. And I remember you said, well, you know, I think you're doing great already. You don't really need coaching. Maybe coaching God would be better. And I was absolutely right. Because I know guys who got coaching and, uh, you know, they reached out to me. And I, I, I see the 11, and I was like, dude, have you learned anything? Like, it, it looks like it was uh, totally worthless. So, yeah, no, coaching calls are a great thing. Uh, I, I hell, And it's not like it's not very expensive. It's uh, No, I have to recommend that.
0: Yeah. No, the idea with, with coaching for advanced guys is like there's still a lot to learn for most people. But like if you look at how much value you're getting out of your money for anyone who is a deacon level, like they're going to get so much out of a coaching call because they're going to address, they're going to identify, let's say, one to three things they're they're gonna figure out one to three things that they're doing that where they could really really improve, whereas during coaching, they would also identify a bunch of things they could improve. <laughs> but they, if they are already advanced, it's I just don't think it's worth it. You know, like and and, and like just get coaching calls and like they're gonna be beneficial, but. One on one coaching with, with the price tag that, that comes with it. You know, like I, I do think that for advanced guys, yeah, like calls are a better idea. For for a beginner or an intermediate, it's definitely in field, but but yeah. Anyways, so the next topic is uh starting one, two, three now, you are a beacon.
1: Oh really? So welcome,
0: welcome to the gang. Uh just you know, with great power, blah blah blah. Just when people don't kind of blur names and faces, just you know, delete the posts. And then if someone's uses a word bitch, you know, warn them once and ban them. And if, if anyone posts any link to any other kind of coaches or whatever, then just ban them, but you know, whatever. Uh yeah, welcome to the Deacon Club. Um so uh, let me ask you one of those kind of serious questions that, that I, I, can, uh, I like to touch it because different day gamers have different opinions so mm-hmm. uh, future of your of your dating is it is the plan to to like uh, game forever is there a plan of any ever kinda having like kids or or anything like that of what's what's the dream for you?
1: Uh, that's a very good question I tell you why. Uh, because I was listening to Paul Janka uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and he was say, saying something that really uh, uh, that 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 really hit uh, something in me. He was saying like guys over forty shouldn't um, uh, you know shouldn't do day game. You should like you, you know yeah or something like that. And and I realized one thing that sets me apart from the the other guys is that I never went full in. Uh, I always saw day game as a way to find a girlfriend. Uh, so for me, because for me, sex is always better with a regular girlfriend. So I always uh, a lot of guys, and and I don't think it's wrong, but a lot of guys they go full in, they do day game like really intense, and then at some point they want to, uh, you know, they want to, they, they want to go to a different level. A, a different uh, sorry, a different stage of their life they when I have kids. The thing is with me it's it's just uh I have a lot of friends with kids and families and i I just like it's just not for me and i I, I broke up with a lot of girlfriends who were pushing to have kids, but for me it's more uh I don't see day game uh i I see it as a uh, a part of your life and the only difference when I get older if i don't get into um you know a, a very stable relationship I'll, I'll just start gaming older girls at the moment it's just more efficient for me to game girls uh under 30 uh they respond better uh but um there's there's no for, yeah there's no end game in the sense that uh you know, you never, you, you, you know, you, I'm very, I'm a very horny guy. I, I I don't know if I have high testosterone. I don't think I do because I still have a full set of hair. I don't have a lot of chest hair. So I don't have all the signs of a high testosterone guy. Like usually high testosterone guy, they're bald guys and uh, with deep voice, which I don't have, but i very, I have a very high sex drive. Like that's one thing for me. And I was, I remember reading an article about, um, uh, uh, I forgot who was who posted it. Was maybe it was David Bus? But uh, but anyway, the guy was saying that uh, women, uh, when they reach a certain age, like forty, and when they're a stable relationship, the the libido uh, drops a lot, and this is something uh, I cannot come to term terms with. So my my goal is to um, keep having regulars like I have, and and also because. Uh, you know, you mentioned about the uh, artistic guys having more fun. This is something I completely agree with. Uh, I, I was um, I was thinking about it the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine because I was in a metro. Uh, I saw this girl, uh, stopped at her stop. I, I approached her, had an instant date and then went back uh, in the metro to go back home. And then I saw this other girl. So, I, and, and I was thinking, you know, how many guys my age have this fun life because it's really fun. That, that's a, the the key part. I, I think maybe people forget about day game when they start because they want to get laid. They're not good with women, or they want to get better. But it's fun, man. I had so many fun adventures all over the world, and to me, giving that away, it, it's it's. I'm not ready for that. But however, um, I do enjoy uh, relationships. Like I had. I, I don't think i've ever had a girlfriend i regret having like uh, you know it didn't always end well but all my girlfriends were you know great girls uh so you, you can have you can do day game i don't know as 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 much as you want i, I don't know i'll stop when i won't I, I won't be able to pull anymore but i'm, I'm still <laughs> able to do it so um and uh, and i was talking to another guy in the chat because something i noticed uh so the age thing uh, it's not a problem for me yet, but I, I I have as of last year I started noticing girls under twenty one asking my age way more and and for me when a girl asks how old you are, it means she thinks you might be too old for her. So just the fact that she asks is 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 not necessarily a good sign. You can you, you still you can still get away with it. Like most of my like all my regulars are under thirty. Like one is twenty eight, and the other the the other two are under uh, uh, in their early twenties. And most of my, I don't think I've had one single lay last year from a girl over 29. But this guy I was talking to in the chat, he said, because um, he's uh, he's in Poland, he said, yeah, Poland, they, they care less about age than, say in the West. I, I don't know if he's in Poland. I think he lives in the West, but he's, he's originally from Poland. But he said in Russia, which is... Consistent with which, which I observe, he said in Russia they care, care even less, and it's true. Like I, I had a lay last summer. Uh, the girl was, um, uh, the girl was twenty two. She was from Russia. She was fresh from the boat, and she was uh, she was calling me shorty because I'm one seventy five, and she was one eighty, and then she was calling me old man. And so you know it was a shit test, but at, at, at some point she reveals uh, her ex-boyfriend was actually over 50 and i was uh i was 46 last summer i'm 47 now and she didn't give a shit so i'm not saying it's true for every russian girl but i noticed that for a lot of them at, at least here in the city i live in in, in canada it, it's it's a less it's it's less of an issue than say western girls so my, my plan is um you know, if it stops working here in Canada, I guess I'll do more day game trips in the in and in, in the east. But the thing, the thing with me is that I never really liked uh, one night stands. Like I, my my goal was always to get regulars. So this the way I see day game is, is just an interview process for my regulars. So I, I currently have two solid regulars and and the third one who's on rotation. So the third one, I consider her. Like she's on probation let's say if i find someone better for for the position you know i'd replace her but so but but the point is that i always liked um girlfriends or regulars much more than one night stands for me like uh a girl and not seeing her again you know it's a lot of effort for you know i I, that's not what i'm but but again it's it's only you know it's a preference
0: that's not how threesomes happen you know
1: (laughs) no no i agree i agree but the point is that the best sex i always had was with girls i've seen more than once no
0: no that's that's exactly what i meant that's exactly what i meant if you sleep with someone once then well that's not how you get a threesome with her
1: (laughs) oh yeah i don't know yeah i see your point no exactly so 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 my point is um so this is what I was uh, debating with the guy because I was telling like, yeah, sure, I'd love to do a day game trip, but there, I, all my, abroad day game experience were was in places where I lived because, you know, that's what I look for. I look for um, uh, regulars and connections, and I, you know, I, I just have um I have great connections with my uh with my my, my regulars. One of them is actually an ex girlfriend uh we stopped dating because uh, you know I, I wasn't into the monogamous relationship, and we broke up and then she came back but um but yeah uh, it's um so that's that's the reason I haven't done real dedicated day game trips because it's I was always looking for the same thing, so yeah that's the plan the plan is to keep going as long as I can you know kids I can't say i i I don't want kids. Uh, but every time I was put in, um, every time I had to give an answer to a girl, I was like, shit, oh, I don't, I don't want that. I, I It's just, <laughs> it's, it's not that I don't want kids. It's just that I have friends with kids and yeah, it's not a fun life, but they're very happy. Uh, I, I don't think there's a good answer for that, but that's why I, when I mentioned the Paul Jenka interview about, you know, he, he was talking about his new life with a family, with kids and how. Day game for guys over forty was you know he didn't think it was a good thing. He's right for someone who wants a family and someone who's being going all in because he he was he was very intense. Like he was like doing uh, you know he was doing this uh, full time, which is not my case. I have a full time job. So yeah, for me it's just a way of life. It's just uh, it's a really fun hobby. It's it's fun. It's uh, yeah. It's hard for me to to say it's over.
0: I think that different guys have different priorities and they need different solutions. I don't think it's a good idea to say, Oh God, day game for guys over 40 is not a good idea. Or, or, or everyone should only day game and fuck relationships. I think there are different, different guys want different things. And and then the question is, how do you get what you want? Whether that's a relationship, whether that's uh, just day gaming forever, whether that's a relationship where you're still day gaming or, or, so I, I think that's the that's the interesting journey, not just saying oh everyone should do this or everyone should do that. No, that is that is absolutely not the case. And I you know, I was just curious in in how you see it, but I, I really th- I really think that like, guys can figure out what they want and 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 what to do about it. So well, the, uh,
1: sorry, but the, one more thing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I, I have a lot of guys around my age, either like uh, late forties or early fifties or early forties and a lot of them they break up and they're like they don't know what to do because they're they're not in uh in the, in their prime anymore or like they're not in their 20s or 30s so the thing is that you know in our environment especially in the west chances of you not having the same girl all your life are quite high so you know it's better to see yourself you know it's like for me vegan is is for life because you know uh, the, the chances for me being with the same girl for the rest of my life are pretty slim, given the yes. given the dating market in the in the West. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 uh, uh, nothing. Yeah, I, 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 kind of see your point and, and uh, agree. Um, so we we do have a few stories left, but I think there are s- there's so much stuff left to to talk about that we could leave those stories for another time. Because sure. uh, you have your Amsterdam story, and I'm sure you have a lot of other stories. And I think another interesting conversation we can have is a uh, is a, a whole conversation about managing regulars and uh, how to pick regulars, what to, what how how to stop seeing them, and and maybe how to set up reasons with them and everything else. But we can do that another time. We're already like over an hour, so let, let's let's let the guys. Uh,
1: Digest. Uh,
0: go out on day game instead of just listening to us, and and let's do this another time, and and find out some more topics we can cover, and especially the regular thing. I think is an interesting topic, given that you also have a lot of experience with regulars, and you prefer seeing regulars instead of just uh, sleeping with random girls all the time, which is kind of I very much see that point, especially like having two regulars and then having the kind of the third spot, which is like rotating, and and regulars come and go. So, um, any. Any last wishes? Anything? Anything like that? Any last comments before we wrap up this time?
1: Um, I think uh, one thing I wanted to mention. I I don't. We don't have time for the story, but um, I noticed something very common with guys in Canada or in feminist countries is that uh, they start super nice guy. And then when they realize that doesn't work, they go they go to the exact the extreme opposite. They they become uber douchebags, like and and it's still better than nice guys. And then eventually they uh, they come back in the middle because it, it's it's better to be a douchebag than to um, to be a nice guy. But when when you're a your douchebag, you're not gonna ha- get the top super hot classy girls with good self esteem, in my opinion.
0: So where do you I find think- those?
1: <laughs> no no but my point is that
0: who cool, the fuck something... has good self-esteem on his classy <laughs> including guys and, and men and women
1: <laughs> no but my point is that it's it's something i observed a lot uh with guys around me like they discover later at some point that you know being a nice guy doesn't help and then they become super douchebag and the thing with me and, and, and again we don't have time to talk about it but the fact that i was um raised uh in a in a muslim family i always was afraid to be perceived as a, misog- a misogynistic pig so i was very careful not to be too much of a douche because I, I didn't want to fit the stereotype so that was kind of an advantage and and i think i i anyway i like it it's hard for you maybe to understand because you you come from a different country although you have experience in uh in in in, in lots of countries but it's something that I see over and over with guys in Canada in, in guys who were raised in feminist countries. They, 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 they discover nice guy doesn't work and they go to the other extreme until they realize, Oh, maybe I don't have to, to go that hard into the douchebag uh, role. Um, so yeah, food for thought. We, could, we can we can develop that later
0: that is that is actually um, when guys learn day game they go into this uh, kind of the dark darker side of of game kind of being a douchebag the way you could, you you pointed the, the way you call it uh, that's actually very common for for almost everyone who gets good at game they they do have that douchebag phase and and, and guys i think it's it's very important it's it's beneficial to go through that, and then you kind of learn to calibrate. You go from too nice to too bad, too nice to too bad, trying to find a balance. But I think that the thing that happens at the end, guys learn to calibrate, and then they know when to be super nice and when to be a little bit more of a douchebag when when that when that's a better idea based on what you see from girl and how she's behaving. So you just learn how to behave with different people, and and and. That's 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 a good that's a good takeaway. But that's that's a fairly advanced thing, that, uh, like a conclusion that guys that have a lot of experience come to. Uh, yeah. Well, All right. Mr. Joe, thank you for right. joining us. Yeah, that was uh, fun. And see you in the chat.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go day game right now, actually. So. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love again. I love reading the chats when I day game in between sets. It's fun. It's it's really a fun thing. So uh, it's very motivating. So uh, joining this group just for that is a good reason. Anyway, have a good day.
0: Good luck out there. Cheers. Bye. That's it for this time, guys. If you wanna join our group chat, then a link to do that is in the description. And if you want to go through the same texting courses that Joe went through to improve his texting, then head over to daygamecourses.com to check out my free texting course. And if you want to join me for some day game in Portugal, Riga, Latvia, or some second-tier cities in Poland, then the link to find out all about coaching is in the description. That's it for this time. See you guys in the next podcast episode. Ciao!